1: The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. Guys, Colleen Lindstrom is here filling in for Hi, Bradley today.
0: It's so fun to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me.
1: Well, we always love it when you can fill in. It's just, you make it so
0: easy. Oh,
1: thank you. You make it easy for me. And you're easy too. You're easy like <laughs> Sunday morning. Yes. I'm, I'm easy like Tuesday afternoon. Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, and if you know Colleen, you know that she absolutely loves the Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. And you have Mm -hmm. a story about the Brady Bunch house.
0: Everybody is sharing this with me. And I'm like, yeah, you guys, I I know it's great. And also I can't do anything about it. And I wish I could. So the Brady Bunch house, which is the house that they used only for the exterior shots on Mm -hmm. the Brady Bunch. um, It went up for sale about, I don't remember how many years ago, but HGTV purchased it. Right. And there were some, I mean, there were other interested parties. One of them being Lance Bass from NSYNC. HGTV bought it and everybody's like, what are they going to do with it? Well, it's so obvious what they did Mm -hmm. is they made a TV show out of it. They brought all or many of the Brady siblings together to help them like actually transform the inside of the house to look like the actual Brady house. And this was no small wow because the inside layout of this house was nothing like the actual inside of the brady house including but not limited to the fact that there was no second story so they had to do a lot of funny business on the inside of the house to to recreate the rooms but they did make it about as exact a replica as they could. Right. Um and they used a lot of the HGTV hosts to help them do certain parts of anyway, it was a big it was a great show. It was super nostalgic to watch. Um it was lovely to see all of the Brady siblings back together. Anytime you can see that it's like lightning in a bottle. Right. And for them I think it was really amazing to be able to walk into the house that looked so much like the set that they spent their entire childhoods on. Oh. So, but now it's up for sale again with all of that interior furnishing that makes it look like the actual Brady oh Bunch God. house. It is, has been listed. Uh, okay. So it was listed for 5.5 million in 2018 and that's when HGTV snapped it up. And then okay. they are the ones that did the uh, a very Brady reunion um, to show the transformation of this house. Uh, now... It is back on the market with all of these authentic furnishings that make it Mid-century look modern. like yeah this and it's like it's and he, okay I've got so many I've got so many thoughts and feelings about this um among them Lance Bass now is your moment
1: yeah come on dude because here's what I'm afraid
0: is going to happen okay I'm afraid somebody is going to swipe up this property yeah. And then put it back or make it not the Brady Bunch house anymore.
1: Oh, no. The thing
0: that's difficult about it is because of zoning laws in Mm -hmm. California, they can't make it an Airbnb. Oh, shoot. They can't let people tour it. It's in a residential area. Oh,
1: God. Why can't it be an Airbnb? You know, I didn't know
0: that. No, I think that in California, it's a little bit, I think in California, they do licensing different for those things. Okay. Like here in Minnesota, I think we have some different standards about no how we cares. can do things. Nobody really cares. But in California, sure. I think you you have to have a proof. I don't know. There's that makes sense. more to it. And especially in a residential neighborhood like that and especially in a high-end residential neighborhood like yeah, that. Yeah, but do you know where it is? Um, uh, so I'm really is it like bad in about this. Or No, it's not in Brentwood. It is in... Uh, It's okay. Hold on. I gotta. I gotta remember because I know I've talked about this in the past. And actually, when I was just in LA, I wanted to go so bad. And this was right before it went on the market. And I wish
2: I would have. It's in Studio City. There you go. Yeah.
0: Okay. Eleven
2: two 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 Dilling Street, Studio City, California.
0: Yeah. Okay. In North Hollywood. You know the thing about about Hollywood about LA is that you know it can take you a full hour to get from one end. So of the city to the other, In at least a full yeah. hour. So they they are asking five point five million for this home. It was okay. bought for three point five million. Oh, when I they, see. Okay, when they bought it, but five point five million dollars, and I I just. I don't want anything bad to happen to it. Yes, you feel protected because this I was really your do. favorite show as a kid. Well, and the reason why it was my favorite show is because my maiden name is Brady. That's right. And I would every room I would walk into, people would sing the Brady Bunch theme song. Now, you have two choices when that happens. You can either like hate the thing... Or you can embrace the thing. Right. So I embraced it. I was like, fine, this is my family. And that's how we're going to go yes. through life. <laughs> so I just made myself an expert on all things Brady Bunch. And I loved the show. And I loved, I still, I loved like all iterations of the show. So even like a very Brady Christmas, even when they brought back the series and did, I mean, the Brady Brides. I mean, there's so much. It's, Brady Brides. It's, oh, yes. Oh. They did a series When Jan and Marsha were getting married. Oh. I mean, it's a whole thing. They had a variety show.
1: Yeah. They
0: had to swap out Jan. Jan is kind of like a, Jan doesn't (laughs) like to do things. Eve Plum is kind of, she's getting better. I think she's like realizing, okay, this is the thing that people know me for. So I have to own it. Sure. But she did it for a long time. She didn't want to have much to do with it. Oh. Anyway, she's come around, which okay. I'm glad. I'm Marcia, glad. Marcia, for. Marcia. Exactly. Well, that's Listen Jan. It. Oh, sorry. It's Jan. Marcia's super in. She's like 100% in. But she's given she's... that
2: attitude against Marcia. Yes, yes,
0: exactly. She, She's, I think she's like kind of become her character a little bit. <laughs> oh, no.
1: Oh, boy.
0: Anywho, I, you know, and the, or, you know, here's the other thing. Like, I wish, I'd, I wish that the Brady siblings could get together and buy it or something. But the thing that's a shame about it is, there isn't a way for people to enjoy it regularly. That sucks. And it's unfortunate. Oh man. I know because even when you look at the pictures, I mean it's just, It's just
1: well, I mean I just didn't realize from the outside that there wasn't that big area and now I see the before, yeah. yep. it's like okay, that totally makes sense there isn't enough room. No.
0: <laughs> so on so even on the the exterior shots of the house that they used for the show, there's a window um under a peak. Yes. Well, they hung that window for the exterior shots because there's not, it wasn't an actual window there Oh, because there wasn't an actual second floor there. Okay. So, and the backyard was not turf. I mean, there was so, <laughs> there were so many pieces of this on the show when they redid the show in order to add the the room that they needed to add or wanted to add they had to drop the floor down I say. yeah i mean they had to do a lot it was of a sunken living room work. they put about 1.9 million into this renovation oh to gosh. make it look like the brady house
1: i wonder what the neighbors thought about that
0: i don't i mean it doesn't that seem like annoying. they were very happy because i think they don't like living next door to the brady house which then begs the question that existed probably prior to when you bought the house. Why? It's sort of like I don't I don't mean to say that cuz I know that there are people who live near the Mary Tyler Moore house and oh, greatly dislike it. Sure. Be, but that house has been iconic yeah. since maybe before you bought your house.
1: Sure.
0: So and you can't really fault people for wanting to see a piece of TV history. <laughs> TV history
1: yes. Right? Exactly. So I I
0: get that sometimes that's that can be a nuisance. Yeah. Right? But, you know, we have choices. We have choices,
1: don't we? <laughs>
2: yes. I don't know if it's a rival situation from networks, because I don't know they're owned by different people, but Universal Studios is literally like a half mile away from this house.
0: Right. Uh, get on the You've got
2: to find a way for them to purchase it and then you know somehow incorporate yes. it into that park.
0: I like, mean, there's it, got to be so a way. So close. There's just got to be a way. And I don't know what that way looks like. But again, I say your move, Lance Bass. Yeah, come
1: because on. Because he
0: was interested before. And now he's like, I'll oh, mum about it. Like, I actually, you know what? I shouldn't say that. I don't know I'm
1: tweet what him. he's saying
0: about this. But he wanted it before.
1: Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are like, hey, it's for sale. He probably gets just as many tweets. It's right. Like, yeah.
0: Because in 20- 2018, Lance Bass was, quote, heartbroken that he didn't get the Brady Bunch house. Brother, now is your chance. (laughs) I want to remind you. We want
1: to mend Now is your chance. And can we be friends so I can come over? Also, I just want to walk through it. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. And that's that's all I want. I don't
0: want to do anything. I I want to jump on Marsha's bed. I kind of... I want to... There's things I want to do. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Like, I want to, like, hang out in the kitchen for... I want to get some orange juice out of the refrigerator. (laughs) Yes. And, like, the cute little orange (laughs) juice container. I I just... Uh. There are just sentimental things I want to do in that house. Oh, I know. That sounded gross. Oh,
1: no, it's, no, I get it. Anyway, get it sure.
0: Lance Bass, your move. Give me a call. <laughs> I can't help you, but call I us. just want to talk you into it.
1: Yes. Okay, well, coming up next, Al Pacino has done something. Boy, he really did it this time, didn't he? Mm. Um. Well, he did it. He sure did it. That's and, how that happens. And he's going to be a father at age 83. We'll discuss. I need a hero.
2: Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Hero Home Services. Now, if you're like most people, you're not really thinking much about your air conditioner. Although, probably today you're going to start thinking about it because it's getting kind of hot out. That means it's a perfect time to get your AC tuned up and ready to go for the summer. So you don't have to worry about it just shutting off randomly on uh, one of the hottest days. Here's what you do. Call my friends at Hero. They are the pros. I mean, they've been in business for well over 100 years. They know Twin Cities homes better than anyone. They'll come out. Make sure your AC is in tip-top shape for just $69. Here's the best part, you guys. That $69 tune-up comes with a 365-day no-breakdown guarantee. That's the real deal. And you can trust the work that Hero's doing. And then you can just go about your business enjoying the summer in that Delicious, cold, and beautiful air. Call hero.com today.
1: The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071. We have Colleen Lindstrom in the studio with us today. Hello, Thank you. We're so happy to have you. Oh, it's
0: so fun to be here. Thank you so much.
1: We're celebrating that you're here, and also, congratulations to Al Pacino. Boy, it's, you know, not
0: every day that you uh, have to announce that you're
1: old and you're going to have another child. That's right. He's 83 and he is having a baby with a woman named Nora Alfala and she is 29 when this baby is 18 mm-hmm. he'll be 101 okay um do you see a problem here
0: i mean here's the thing like i don't want to take away anybody's joy in life right and also like biology Cuts off a woman's ability to bear children at some point. Yes.
1: And it's a very, you know, it's a shorter window than we would like. Really? You're like in your 20s, you're having fun and you're like, I don't, I'm figuring out life. Yeah. And then you're like, uh oh, yep. The clock is
0: ticking. Right. But the clock does not tick for men. The clock just goes on. The only end to that clock is death. It's a Swiss clock.
1: It is. <laughs> it's like it's made in eighteen or yes. like sixteen fifty, and it's still going. Yes. Yeah. So yes. So he
0: just but just because you can doesn't mean you should. But. Be- I, I just have a lot of curiosities about okay. the arrangement in this relationship. Are they married?
1: No, they're not. El okay. Pacino has never been married, I found out. Oh. Uh, never been married. He does have two other kids, two with Beverly D'Angelo, who he dated from 97 to 2003, and then with um, another child with... Who, somebody who used to be his acting coach. Okay. And that baby is, oh yes, 22 year old twins. Thank you. That's what I wanted to know. How old they are. Um, And that's with Beverly D'Angelo. And then his other daughter is 33. Okay. So the
0: mom of his now fourth child is between the ages of his other kids.
1: Yes, that is correct. That is that's an observation. Yes, it is. I don't know.
0: I think it's interesting. Like the thirty-three-year-old child will have now a baby sister, thirty-three years apart.
1: Yes, and and they're like not stepmom, but like stepmom technically. Yeah, is.
0: Four years younger than they That's correct. I mean, I
1: know it happens. It's a whole Bruce Willis type of math situation that has a lot of math involved. Yes. So in 2014, Al Pacino talked about fatherhood to the New Yorker and he said, I'm responsible to them. I'm part of their life. When I'm not, it's upsetting to me and to them. So that's part of it. Uh, I get a lot from it. It takes you out of yourself. So he likes to be a father. Okay, that's good, good news. That is good.
0: Um- Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman,
2: To the gym to work out.
1: Pretty sure that's J Lo. And P.S. The person behind
2: all of this is Chris Jenner
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday, so
2: the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts, and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
1: Now, who is this woman? Well, she has dated. Her first major relationship was when she was 22, and she was dating 79-year-old Mick Jagger. Okay. Or 72. Uh, either way, in his 70s. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. She also did So she has a type. She does have a type. Old she, and rich. She also has been seen <laughs> and linked to old and rich Clint Eastwood. Oh, Okay. All right. Who's, I think, 91. What is her story? Is her, she an influencer, influencer or something? She is a producer. Oh. And she actually is, um, I'm like, where, what is her background here? She seems to belong to a wealthy Kuwaiti American family. Okay. Okay. Um, She also went out with this billionaire dude named Nicholas Bergruen. Page six. I don't know that. him. He's a philanthropist and a billionaire. So that's nice. Um. So they, she is eight months pregnant. So we were just talking about actually um, Robert De Niro having a baby with his um, girlfriend.
0: You know why this is really hard for me, right? Because I get Al Pacino and Robert De Niro I know. confused.
1: <laughs> well, now it's
0: even worse. I know because, <laughs> n- you know, now they're both baby dads.
1: Yeah. Do you think that the kids of Al Pacino are now upset? that this other new baby is going to take their money. I mean, Beverly D'Angelo is their mom. So, but like, wouldn't you be like, great. Now our inheritance is split four ways instead of three. No, I would hope (laughs) that they are like more thoughtful and
0: kind and caring about, you know, maybe I would just say, I wonder if the thing that might, uh, not upset them. Maybe that's not the word. But the thing that they're focused on would be have more to do with the fact that their dad is eighty three, yeah, and having a brand new baby, yeah. You know, I don't know. Does that does that sort of reinvigorate some a person? I don't know. I just feel like that they're probably more concerned with that than yeah, they're about the fortune. We might not have
1: a lot of time left with our dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And now it's going to be split with this infant
1: yes who needs attention right who hasn't arrived yet but um yeah so she
0: finally oh my gosh they're okay sorry their kids are going to be older than their aunt or uncle that's right sorry i'm still doing math
1: over <laughs> here it's just, just so math. much that's math so much all right well coming up next i am going to interpret your dreams in our dream weaver segment and colleen is going to help us yes. out by reading your dreams stick around for that on my talk 1071.
2: Hi, talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Boulevard Autoworks. BLVDautoworks.com, the hometown professionals you can trust to keep you comfy and safe on the road all summer long. By the way, they've got free courtesy cars, so when you drop off your vehicle for scheduled maintenance or you got a question or you're getting new tires, whatever it is, you're going to get that free courtesy car and a car wash with every service, which, by the way, I love the last time I picked up my car, I just sat in it and I was like, oh, thank you. I know. I should be really grateful for all the amazing work you actually did under the hood. But it feels so good to be sitting inside a vehicle that was clean on the inside and the outside. Thanks to Tom and his team over at Boulevard. So if you want that same experience, that same level of service that I rely on when I bring my vehicle to Boulevard right over in St. Anthony, head to blvdautoworks.com today. Make that appointment or just give them a call. If you got questions, ask. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Boulevard AutoWorks. wherever you're going, they're here to get you there.
1: The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. Thank you for joining us on your Wednesday. Oh, it's a beautiful day. Colleen Lindstrom is with us. Everything is good. It's fun. Yes, we're having a great time. And um, every week, you guys email dreams. You can do that actually if you'd like to. We won't get to it today, but in the future, um, this is the time slot where you'll be listening for your dream to be interpreted. Let's hit that open. (laughs) What do you (laughs) tell me about your
2: dream? I was back in high school, and I was, I was supposed to take a test. I was making it work again. I was driving, I was driving my, car my car, and I couldn't control it. Control it. Then, then, I fell, I fell off, off, a off a cliff
1: with Leonardo DiCaprio.
2: Do you know what this dream means? Dream. dream
1: Just a little FYI here, if you're preparing to, like, email me a dream, there are little things that I request and that you keep it short and sweet. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know all the details or something because I don't actually use, like, what was the color of the dress you were wearing? Even though that's very important to you in the dream, it actually doesn't really have a lot of importance. So, sum it up is what I'm saying. And that would make it a lot easier for me. and. I'm a little behind because one day I had a migraine and couldn't do this. But uh, so just be patient. You know, right now I'm working on things from the beginning of May. So it might be a while until you hear them. Okay.
0: Okay. Are you ready? Should I hit you with one? Yeah, hit me. All right. This one comes from Angela. She says, I usually dream in color. I have had a recurring dream since at least college. And she says, about 20 Mm -hmm. uh, years, that is in black and white, and I get stabbed to death. Ooh. Someone comes into my motel room through a window. The setting is very old-time detective story. That's the feel of it. Recently, I had a color dream where I was shot to death by four men in a big open space. And basically, I exploded into nothing. Death is a common theme in my dreams, she says.
1: Okay, so this is um, a good dream, even though it sounds bad. Okay, good. I was hoping that... (laughs) It would not be bad. It's not bad. Anytime you dream of um, dying in a dream or that you're being pursued or killed, it actually just means change. Death is change in a dream. Okay. Okay? Because in the world of your soul, things don't die and go away forever. They're just reborn into, you know, whatever else is in store for you Mm -hmm. that's next. So this stabbing is just... It's if you're afraid in your dream of this or you're just observing either way, it's just, you're just dreaming about a change that's about to happen. And that's why it's recurring because change happens all the time. Yeah. And how do you handle that each time a change comes up for you? Um, one of them, it's like you're getting shot. So it's probably like you feel like you're a victim of this change and that you don't have any part in participating in the mm. change, which it's important for you to recognize that most of the time we do have control over Change that's happening and how we react to it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there, I'm definitely not saying that changes that happen that are beyond our control, please. I would never want to say that. Like right. Real victims or anything like that. But yeah, it's just change you're dreaming about. And that's why you have it over and over again. The black and white means that you're dreaming about something in a cinematic way because you compared it to like a film noir type of a thing. Mm. And that would mean that you're using it's the use of your imagination. That you're dreaming about, like, so you're taking um, ideas that are in your subconscious mind and you're trying to make them a reality. Mm. And I think that that's what's there are changes that happen in between that process. And that's why you get scared and fearful of what you could do with your Mm -hmm. imagination. Mm-hmm. So hopefully Angela that helps you. I have a quick question about death and dreams mm-hmm. because you
0: always hear that people say oh you you can't die in your dreams. Yeah. But people have an awareness of death in their dreams. Mm-hmm. Is that true? That you can't die in your
1: dreams, not from a, not unless you have some type of a medical heart condition okay. and you get scared and you. Oh uh, no, I don't yeah.
0: mean like really die. Oh, really I mean, di- like, oh yeah, no, no, you no, can like die in your dreams. Yeah, sure, like you, I've heard people happen. say like you never die in your dreams, but I'm like, but I hear people dream about death all the time. That's not okay. Yeah. That's dumb. That's not I think that's what I hear you saying. That's dumb. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, it's true though because I've heard people say that before and I'm like, I don't think
1: that's true. No, oh, you can. Okay. I mean, I've died and turned into a bird and Fun. Then it's like, oh yeah. Uh, so. So, Angela, think about those big changes that are happening in your life. Okay. And you always keep a journal of what's happening. You know, if you have a dream, immediately write it down and think about what happened 24 to 48 hours before. Okay. Because that is what you're dreaming about.
0: Okay, because it's your brain processing just the last 24 to 48 hours.
1: That's correct. Okay. Are you ready for Alyssa's
0: dream? I'm ready. This comes from Alyssa. She says, One of my most common recurring dreams that does vary from time to time is that I'm trying to take care of the parakeets I had when I was a kid. Sometimes there's just one, sometimes more, but it's almost always a distressing dream because the bird is dying from neglect. It may be that I forgot to feed them, I ran out of bird seed, or I thought they had food, but it was really just the empty shells of seeds making it look like they had food. The variations I've had include the birds multiplying and they are all dying. The birds are all dead. And most memorably are the times when the bird is alive and actually
1: thriving because I am taking care of it. Okay. So, Alyssa, you were dreaming about habits that you nurture. Okay. Because animals are habits. A parakeet a parakeet would be a habit where you—habits can be good or bad, okay? So if you have a habit where you are able to say, I'm going to do that thing and I'm going to make it a reality, that's a mental habit. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would say—so you grew up, Alyssa, and you used to have this mental habit of feeling like you were limitless. And these were little things. And whatever fuels you in that way where you feel good about yourself, those little mental habits— there's something about maybe your job or your everyday life that limits you, and you're not able to nurture your habits. Mm. So, those are the parakeets. Interesting. Okay. And you also need to give food as knowledge. So, you are recognizing that you're not feeding into these good habits. You're actually neglecting these habits, oh, and you need it. You're probably artistic, I'm guessing, Alyssa. Interesting. You need an outlet for your creativity okay
0: so the good news is you you are tending to your actual parakeets
1: (laughs) yeah and and just maybe not your habit the old house or the old the parakeet from your childhood that is an old frame of mind that's why i reference that these are things you used to do when you were little before you grew up and had a job
0: oh okay All right. Should I hit you with another one? Come on now. Okay. This one comes from Katie. (laughs) Katie says, I dreamt I was passing by a nice rambler and there was a for sale sign out front that read nice home near fire.
1: And that's it. That's it. That's True all. That's sweet, the but dream. I can tell you a lot about oh, this, good. Katie. So, Katie, um, a house is a frame of mind and fire is purification. So, you are recognizing that there is a frame of mind that you could get into where you can start over. Oh, okay. Because when things are burned, what happens if, like, a forest burns? Yeah. It's actually very fertile soil, and yeah, what and new grows growth. from that is amazing. So,. You recognize that once you get through a change that you see happening, you're not in it because you're just passing by. You could get into a frame of mind where you can renew and purify and start over again. That is
0: wild. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Nice home near fire.
1: (laughs) That's so cute. It's just your soul just made a sign for me.
0: (laughs) I love it. Like, that's like the most, like, just offer it right up. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, Okay. This one comes from Joe. Joe says this will be very short and sweet, although I would like to point out it's not as short and sweet as Katie's, (laughs) not that it was a competition. Right, right. Uh, This would be very short and sweet. I'm writing on behalf of my four-year-old daughter, Evelyn. Oh. She told me that she had a dream in which her head was very small. She stated that she had a baby-sized head on her four-year-old body. I asked her (laughs) how it made her feel, and she said sad.
1: Oh. It would be sad. That is sad. Okay, I don't know how you're going to explain this to her, but just... Here's what it means. It means that she's probably a very smart little girl and her soul is saying she's trying to get ahead of herself. So it's like there's so many things that she wants to do in life. And she's already dreaming about like she's already thinking of plans about how to do a lot of things in her life Mm -hmm. that are too big for her right now. And so she's dreaming of a tiny baby head because she's like, I can't do all this yet. And it freaks me out that I'm not ready to do all the fun things because I'm just a four-year-old. So she's sort of like limiting. Well, does that make sense? It does make sense because I think everybody can
0: relate to that, right? That when you were younger, you understood that there was a grown-up world or that there was an adult world and you were eager to experience it. Yes. But it sounds like this dream is reminding her you're still just four.
1: Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, yeah, like we're not there yet. Yeah. You will be able to do things that you want to do yeah. later, but... Your head will grow. You're getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> right, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so tell her not to be scared that it just means... It might seem scary, but it just means that she has a lot of big ideas and she's going to grow up to do great things. Oh, that's so sweet.
0: Uh, okay, and this one comes from Sarah. Uh, Sarah said I dreamt that I had this beautiful ornate front door with windows someone came and told me that my door was installed upside down I looked and I thought they might be right but I didn't really believe it other people came and someone took the door off and then flipped it around and it suddenly made perfect sense the door was installed upside down and once installed correctly it was even more beautiful than I ever imagined okay oh, I
1: like that that feels good okay Sarah so the other people that came and put the door on right is you because you those people are parts of you those parts of you are because everybody else in the dream is actually a part of yourself you're dreaming about so outside of a home is subconscious existence which is the place where we are our soul is putting it's it's ruminating on our desires and hopefully we will take those desires and bring them out into the world so it's like the world of your imagination where you're it's not just like i want a candy cane house it's like things that you want that's your purpose here on earth yeah you just found a way you didn't know how to unlock that part of yourself and now you have and you can see how beautiful it is that you're finding your path in life and that what you really want is really within your reach and now you've opened the door and you're going to go outside and you're going to do all these plans in your head. And then now what will probably happen is that you will have a dream about being pregnant <gasps> and predicting it. Oh. Because a baby is a new, new idea. ideas. Okay? I know that because I've heard you say that before. Yeah. Oh, so cool. we're going to start taking into, putting into action what our dreams and desires are, Sarah. I love it. Thank you for that, Don. See, it's not so scary. All these it's things really with not. birds dying and little tiny heads. It seems awful. <laughs> yes. But it's really just your soul helping you interpret all this crazy stuff that goes on. We don't have time to process all of it. Our yeah. brains weren't made to process all of the things, especially with like the internet and the like TikToks. And mm-hmm. the, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you got to take time to meditate and relax and just have time for yourself. I think anybody can relate to that.
0: I love it. Thank you, Don. Yeah, no
1: problem. I and once again, you can email now. me um, on our website, mytalk1071.com. Find the um, Adventures of Bradley and Dawn tab, and you'll find my email there. Like I said, keep it one paragraph, and I will get to it eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. There's still time. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. It might be a month from now, but you will hear it. Perfect. And that's it. Okay, now coming up next, we are talking about, what are we Oh, 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 Mm -hmm. you watched Mm -hmm. the first episode Mm -hmm. of a really super weird Mm -hmm. thing on what network was it? ID channel about... A twenty-two-year-old woman that could be posing as a six year old. Or maybe isn't
0: twenty-two, but is probably definitely not six.
1: It's a whole story. Okay, good. I can't wait to hear what you thought about the first episode coming up next. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk one oh seven one. Guys, we're so excited to have Colleen Lindstrom here filling in for Bradley. You alerted us to a show that was coming up yesterday, and you actually watched the first episode. Yes. Tell us about what this story is about. Okay,
0: so I talked about it a little bit yesterday, and I didn't know much about it because I hadn't started watching the series yet. It's on the ID network, um, which is part of like the Discovery suite, and you can watch the things on Macs. Okay, like I know I just said it sounded like a different language, but the name of the show is The Curious Case of Natalia Grace, and it's a story that kind of came to light a few years ago And if you were paying attention, it might sound familiar to you, but it never really caught the zeitgeist. It is um, a a story about a a young girl who has a very, very rare form of dwarfism, who was adopted by a family in Indianapolis, who um, parents with three kids, who ran like a... um, a day program for people with uh, severe disabilities and special needs who are oh. looking to an, to adopt um, a child into their family, and and it's so interesting because their names are the Barnetts, and um, they had been profiled on Sixty Minutes because they have a child who is an absolute genius, apparently. Um, And the parents, uh, they're just fascinating people. The dad is the kind of central focus of the first episode. And what happens is they decide that they want to adopt a child. um, And they're not really, they're kind of just open. They're very, a faithful family. And so Mm -hmm. they're very open to um, what child makes its way to their arms, right? So they don't have specifics about, They're looking for a certain gender or a certain age or a certain any of that. But through a series of odd events, they had a child that they were expecting from Haiti. And then there was there were some tragedies in Haiti, which made them close borders and they weren't able to. But then another adoption agency got in touch with them and they said, well, we've got this young girl from Ukraine. We know that your family is adept at dealing with people with high needs. She has this rare form of dwarfism. Would you like to adopt her? And they were on an airplane within hours wow. to get this, this child. And then when they first met her, they realized, okay, she, the birth records say she's six years old and she comes to live with the family and it's not long before the first thing that happens that is alarming. cigarettes. No. You're going to, this though is going to like send you because you need to like imagine this moment. So she's, they have this six year old and they're like, okay, it's bath time. It's time to take a bath. And the mom takes her into the bathroom and gets the bath ready and then undresses her and screams. Oh no. Oh no. Because she has pubic hair.
1: Oh no. Oh no.
0: And they're like, uh, hold the phone. So according to the story, that's the first thing that tips them off to something being amiss. Oh then she starts like collecting knives saying threatening scary things what it's like a movie yeah so this is the first episode of six episodes and so I can only imagine where it's going but what I do know is that um a lot of things happen in the course of the the this their lives and as in the telling of the story where they don't believe that she's actually six years old. Right. And there's a lot of discrepancies around her age. It's a fascinating story. And I've only just scratched the surface of watching it, but it's definitely like worth the watch. It's an hour. Each episode or each part is an hour. And I think that there are four parts available today that you can watch on max
1: okay or discovery plus yeah i didn't if even know, know, know that, that was discovery still a plus. thing yes it is okay yeah because that's where i watch all Ninety okay. Day fiance so. there
0: you go okay <laughs> so you're, oh you're my gosh acquainted. so
1: so um you haven't gotten to the part yet where they would actually i know that there's a discrepancy yes. as to not knowing what her real age yes. is which is something that i did not know i thought you could pinpoint unless you're like from a bog and it's a BC, you know, type person. I thought that a human person, you could tell their age by some type of a blood test. So what
0: complicates it with her is that she's, um, she's got this form of dwarfism. Okay. And they, they, they were able to, at one point, because it's such a rare form they're it's known like all the living people in the country who have this form of dwarfism. So they were able to connect with another woman or family in the Indianapolis area who had a child with the same dwarfism that was the same age. And they they came together, these two kids, Mm -hmm. and they immediately realized that the other six-year-old's face Mm. looked like a six-year-old's face. Things like um, not yet defined cheekbones, kind of rounder cheeks. Sure. Um, like, a, you know, a shorter forehead that just yeah, like when you think about, face. yeah, when you look at a, a six year old child's face, you can tell that that child is not 15. Uh huh. And th- so when they did that comparison, I mean, they, they sort of just walked through all the ways that it tipped them off that she wasn't necessarily the age they thought she was. And what I know kind of comes down the line is that they do take her to a doctor Mm -hmm. to have the doctor assign her an age. And I know that because I I know parts of the story that they assign her an older age and it's like an adult age and they get her an apartment and like basically like not abandon her, but they abandon her. Like like
1: you're not a child. Yeah. Oh.
0: And it's not quite known whether or not For real. It's so interesting. And from what I understand from the first episode, you will think you know what's going on and you have no idea what's actually going on. Oh, my
1: gosh. Oh, also, a listener emailed me and said that there's going to be a Hulu show about this same story starring Ellen Pompeo. From Grey's Anatomy. I cannot wait. I don't know how many parts. It, it's a limited series. Yeah, so. because, you
0: know, I mean, like some of those things, they can't go on forever. It's got to tell a story yeah. of a thing that actually has happened or is happening. Oh and gosh. I'm purposely staying away from like the the news stories about it because I want to watch it through the eyes of this documentary right. and go on the journey and only know what is known to the people around them as In the goes through. Right. Yeah.
1: Oh, my god. It is
0: Fascinating.
1: I know and the
0: family is just a bunch of characters so you don't you can barely figure out if you actually trust them it's so wild
1: Ooh, good stuff okay and once again that's on the ID channel you can watch that on discovery plus or max or ID coming up next um, what would you do if you could go to a theme park alone there are other people in the park but you just get to do what you want to do we're going to talk about that coming up next